The following is an original audio series from Sierra International Machinery, Pile of Scrap, with your host, John Sacco. Well, hello, 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 and we're back here, and we're in Nashville for another episode of Pile of Scrap, and today I'm with the Young Guns, Uh Esri's Young Executives, leading the charge for Esri's future, and I'm really excited about this because it's new blood, it's youth. You know, I didn't get involved. Well, first, let me introduce Chad Olgan, Sean Daoud, Jacqueline Lotzkar. Thank you for being here and agreeing to do this. This, I'm pumped up. I didn't get involved with Isri until I was mid 30s, 36. Okay. You guys, you're 30, Mm -hmm. but you've been involved for a couple years. So, all in the 20s, you're all involved, Mm -hmm. starting with you. Why? Well, I, uh, I'm fourth generation in my family's business, and I grew up in the industry, I, I like to say. And I've been hearing stories of Isri pretty much my whole childhood. Um, I attended my first convention when I was like eight, and pretty much as soon as I joined the company, my dad was like, off you go, go volunteer. Awesome. You liking it? I love it, yeah. Sean? I got involved for the experience, uh, you know, the networking with other individuals, the information sharing, the ability to ask questions and, and you know, find out things that you may not be able to find out on your own through your own business. So I think the just that that networking aspect of it has been phenomenal. So far? Love it. Chad, what about you? I'm also fourth generation. Yeah. Um, I've been with Isri now for six years. I love it. I, uh, I like the youth aspect of, you know, watching all of us and everybody else kind of grow up through the industry and grow in their family's business or whichever company they're at and uh, kind of making a change. Well, what's crazy is it didn't dawn on me before I asked you guys to do this. I did this because you're, you're taking charge of the Young Executive Committee and, and you're getting involved with being chairmen uh, uh, coming up in the new administration and, and getting involved with the different divisions. And we'll get to that in a second. But it dawned on me, I know every one of your parents. I know your grandfather. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you know, it, it didn't hit me. And I think it's great because I've known your, I've known all of you. You were just born when I met your dad, and I don't know. I I don't know if you were born when I first got to know your father, mm-hmm. and uh, your grandfather. You know, way back, and I think it's just great. Mm-hmm. You know, I as a former chairman, I look at we always go, who's the new blood, who's the young blood, and it was just like, ugh, there's nobody wanting to come up, and you, the three of you, are doing it, and you guys restarted the the young executive committee. So who was who was the brain behind that? Who who's the one getting that going again? Uh, I. I the idea was kind of spurring up, um, again, as, as I think we started to recognize that there were more, you know, uh, younger individuals starting to be more involved at ISRI and, and wanting to come up within their ranks within their own companies. And the idea just came from uh, Lacey Caps actually, and to kind of just get going again. Daryl Kendall was involved with it, and then obviously the three of us were kind of in those conversations. So. Well, the Young Executive Committee years and years ago was a powerful Stepping, st- I mean, just the, the young, you know, a lot of the, like Mark Luan was in it and, you know, became chairman. Me, I came in late to the game. I didn't know anything, but I got involved and there was a lot of people who swore by it. And, and how's the recruitment coming? Are you guys getting more people involved? Is it growing? Are you, what's your, what's your struggles? Yeah, I think it's growing. So in my own chapter, I'm seeing now that we have at least two people that are young that are wanting to get on the board, and they're excited for young exec, going to events, BYAB, young executive committee meetings, coming to these functions. And we didn't have that six years ago when I started. You know, I was begged to come in and be on the board, and I was the only young person there. And now we actually have, like, 
multiple people that are younger that want to get involved. And so I think it's working. How about in your area? Yeah, no, us as well. I think we've got lots of young people starting mm-hmm. to get involved and networking is so important at ISRI. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of the young executives are becoming really good friends as a result of it. So, sure. you know, those relationships last for a really long time. Forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. And, and you, you're starting now that you see it already, but I've been doing this for a long time, if you will. It's reunion. I come here and this, you get to see your friends. Yeah. And that is so cool. All these years later, mm-hmm. you get to be with your friends. Yeah. And friends all over the place. And, and you, I'm sure you guys already know this, they're a great resource already for you. Mm-hmm. Wait till that grows and you're going to have all these resources, people you can call. Hey, what do you do with this? What do you do with that? That's what I found. So tell me a story, uh, reach out and from Young Exec that helped you in your business. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I mean, just... You can call up anybody and just say, you know... I want specific detail. <laughs> well, Sean's a good friend here. Okay. And so we can chat at the beginning of every month and talk about prices. And, you know, you're not going to call someone who's in your, your backyard. But, right. um, you know, someone a little farther away, you can, you can definitely have those conversations with. Give me a specific example of something in the networking of this. Silence. I've got a couple of them. Um, so Andrew Lincoln is is a is a good friend. Um, obviously, we met through through the association, and we had uh, a bit of a, a pickle on a piece of equipment. And I called him up, asked him for his, his advice on something. You know, part of his family business was LeBear Parts, and it was a LeBear, and so he gave us a little bit of insight of what to do and where to look for things. And within a couple of days, problem solved. So you know, even those small little well, yeah, details. uptime. Yeah, how good is that? How about you? So I think a, a good example is little Phil, actually. So he calls me regularly about things with, you know, we have a new client in, in Phoenix. You know, they want to come check out your machines since we have quite a few of your machines. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's those good connections because whether we're at a, a ski function for my chapter meeting and we're having breakfast or we're just kind of at a national function, it's nice to know that he's a familiar face and somebody that I can trust, uh, you know, bounce ideas off of. Well, I just, it's critical for the future of this trade association to have this so you're all supposed to be millennials and i don't know what generation i am the professional millennials huh we're the professional millennials okay peers okay you guys chose to be in the family business Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to be in the family scrap business why did you choose to this route what was what was it that you saw that yes i'm going this route you're all educated so you know you're all incredibly intelligent people and you said i'm going to stay in this why I've watched my grandfather and my father grow their respective companies to what they wanted. And I, I loved the idea of being able to actually get in there and build something from the bottom up. And fortunately, I've had that ability in the past couple of years. And it's just been an amazing experience to be able to you know, work with the people you want to work with, hire who you want to you know, hire, and learn from everybody that's also doing everything that we're doing. You know, this, the young exec has grown. And so I get, you know, I get to watch Sean and Jacqueline and everybody else kind of, we're all doing the same thing. So it's nice that at any point we could just call up and say, how'd you deal with that? And, you know, they've had the same issue. I'd echo much of that, you know, and also it's the one business you can interact with any type of business, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's a government agency that needs help recycling their filing cabinets or, or a, a high-tech company that needs their hard drives destroyed or you're just picking up scrap metal off the, you know, in the woods from logging companies or demolition jobs, whatever it might be, but yeah. you get to interact with so many different types of businesses and it's, and it's fun. You know, one day it's, you're working on the, the books, the balance sheet, whatever it might be, and the next day you're, you might be running some equipment or meeting with a prospective uh, 
employee, whatever it might be. There, you just you get a taste of everything. And you, Jacqueline? I think for me, you know, my passion is travel and international business. Okay. And this industry is such a global, international uh, industry. So the ability to travel and um, work with different cultures for me was super attractive. And then also we're like literally saving the planet. So mm -hmm. well, that's cool. you know Ed Kangeter <laughs> at Cass in his social media is saving the planet. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's awesome. So who's going to Istanbul for the BIR? Are you liking it? Are you, are you going? Hey, if you're inviting me, I'll come. <laughs> uh, what, what, there's no invitation. You should go. Yeah. No, all of you should go. Um, I went to BIR uh, years ago in the 90s um, and didn't know anybody and kind of, nah. And then as I became Israel chair, it was like, well, you got to go. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first Israel meeting was at or BIR meeting was in Istanbul as I took the chair in April and it was in May. And I remember going, I go, oh man, I don't know anybody. <laughs> and it, although I was his chair, it opened a lot of doors and a lot of communications with people. And now I love going. Tom Bird, who's now the president, is a dear friend of mine. So I think if you love your international travel, any of you, it's a great perspective and you get the international economist that we had, uh, where the hell were we? We are in Budapest. And uh, fantastic. They had two economists that were amazing. One from Germany, one from France. And the guy from France was just comical in the way he delivered it, but very informational. So you like international travel, Jacqueline. I, I'd be going. I, I, I encourage both of you guys to see if uh, uh, you can make that trip because I think the BIR is just an extension of ISRI. Mm -hmm. But now you're dealing with the other international markets. You know, you're going to meet buyers. So I encourage you guys uh, yeah. to do that. So... Got a new administration coming on. I don't know if it should be public. Well, it would be public knowledge. I don't care. What's your, what's your function going to be going in when uh, Brian is, steps down and Gary Chaplin steps in to be the new chairman of Israel? What, what role are you going to take? So I'm going to be working on the Ferris, the non-Ferris, and the government relations committees. You're going to be busy. Mm -hmm. Government relations? Mm -hmm. Brutal. I cannot stay awake in that committee. And when I was chair, I'd just sit there. Robin would always – this was so funny. Robin would always go – sat down at Starbucks in front of me right before because I just that's the one committee where all the stuff just yeah. flying over my head but uh, good for you well what about you Sean uh, finance committee your finance background correct yeah are you a CPA not no no it's, but you have a finance background from college right yeah, I have a, a undergrad in human resource management but an MBA in finance and then an undergrad in accounting you can be on the audit committee I've uh, been haven't been asked okay well, eventually you it. will with, with that background. Uh -huh. What about you? Trade committee. Trade committee. Yeah. Now, do you do the trading for your company? I do, yeah. I oversee our trade department. Oh, then I'm going to see you at, in Istanbul. I, I, I think you should go. All right, so who's, who are you guys recruiting coming in? Who, who are the next faces we're going to start seeing at this meeting? Tell me somebody who's coming in that you guys have been recruiting and that they're going to show up. You know, we've – so one of the things that we've been working on within the committee is to have each chapter designate a liaison that would – help us funnel more communications through the chapter level get more involvement at the you know at the core level the base level and so this coming at convention we're, we're hoping to see more of those liaisons come and be active and, and attend our functions and so we'll we'll see i would say at least half of the chapters will have somebody there that's and outstanding that's great. great you know i did a podcast with robin and i got a lot of positive feedback and Robin said something, and I think that everybody, when, they, when you're trying to get people to join, why do you want to be involved? 
Isri stops bad things from happening. That was her line. I just yeah. went, that was awesome. It's a great line. It is a great line because it's true. Yeah. There's so much things that, you know, in the government and this, that, and the other, and, you know, working with China and India and trade over there, and then, you know, with BIR, with Tom Bird and their, um, their Tom is, would be equivalent to Brian Shine, and uh, I forget the name, it escapes me, the head of, you know, the BIR, but, you know, it's that communication and it's, as one, we're going. So that's really cool, though, that, uh, you know, more people are going to get involved. So direction of this industry, five years from now, what, what's going to change? What, what do you see different five years, five, ten years? Jacqueline, what do you see different? Hard to say. I mean, I think the environmental side of things is going to be at the forefront. Um, the industry is always changing. We've been recycling, you know, before recycling was even a word. Right. So I think... You know, being able to adapt to changes is kind of our specialty. Um, I don't know what I see necessarily, but um, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be lots of changes. Anything in particular for you that you see different that you that you see, or maybe that you're going to want to change? You know, a lot of companies now are adapting right to the different international markets. You know, that's where we're mostly exposed to, or at least us two. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot more equipment, a lot more investment in those capabilities, and it's going to help with uh, product quality it's going to help with the ability to process different types of materials that we haven't been able to process before so i think in the next five years it's going to take a huge leap what about you because you're kind of these guys are on the coast for export mm-hmm. and you're little inland there in arizona mm-hmm. what about what do you see different coming along i see a definition of recycling so five years ago when i would attend functions they were kind they were very different we would talk about how to grow the recycling industry and now we're teaching people what the recycling industry is and trying to put a definition to that word. And so I think in the next five-ish years, we should see people understanding what we really do and that it's not waste and that it's good for the environment and that we're trying to save the planet. Yeah, I find that fascinating. That's a good point because our industry seems to be the industry that's always under attack. Sure. You know, you're not doing this and you're like, we're the ones without us, all this stuff would be in the gutters. Mm-hmm. Where would it go? Landfills? Where, I mean, yeah. without us, mm-hmm. think about the mass contamination that would go throughout cities and, yeah. and, and across this world. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's fact. So both, all three of you, metals, pretty much metals. What other non-metallic products now are you guys getting into? You know, we have tire and rubber division. We have electronics division. We have paper division and, you know, plastic. Any of you guys handling any of these other items now? I work with cardboard and electronics. Okay. Same thing and some plastics. We do cardboard, glass, plastics, electronics a little bit. Yeah, we do cardboard. Uh, cardboard's easy because, you know, we all have the two RAM balers and I think cardboard really, yeah. it kind of like it, it flows. But, you know, we, we were heavy in plastic and plastic, as you know, and once China closed its store and Malaysia closed its store to plastic, well, we have just millions of pounds of ag plastic in our area, but we couldn't handle There was no more mm-hmm. values. There was nothing to do. Maybe the investment is putting in a washing line, but my dad always says, shoemaker stick to making shoes, and I don't know anything about plastic. So, uh, and at my age, I don't know if I will. So what are you looking forward to the most about this convention coming up? I think it's a really exciting convention. Speakers look awesome. Networking, the events, um, it's always a fun time. So, so do you know Gary V? I've heard of him before, yeah. So are you out on social media? Yeah, yeah. So he, okay, before I get to you on what you guys look for, I watched Gary V for about one minute. 
That's all I've ever watched. I know he's the guru of social media and, and content and all this. What struck me in the one minute I he all says, you all have your phones. And if you aren't out there, if you're not putting yourself out there, you're irrelevant. I'm like, hmm. you man, this is a new trick for me. Social media? Are you kidding me? I used to think Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, you know, that's why we're my kids. Now my son... Dad, you're out there more than I am. I go, yes, son, I know. I got it, but it helps. What are you looking forward to at the convention? The speakers are going to be fun. The ISRI talks seem very interesting. Uh, are any of you talking? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. No. So the- but just that we you know, haven't done something like that before and to kind of give a little open forum to our members to speak and what they think is going to change in the industry, just the world in general. I think it's going to be a nice, different perspective and a change of pace for us. You know, so we're not always gung ho about what we're doing in our businesses. It could be a little fresh break, so mm-hmm. be nice. And you, what are you looking forward to? I like the robust agenda. I, I like that it's new and it's a little bit more inclusive to everybody that's there. We have more council meetings and we just have more exposure. Is that inclusive to the millennials? Do you find the programming is now more something you? Because see, I don't know. I'll be busy in my booth, okay? Mm-hmm. And we we we're working on something ourselves, but. Is it the programming now is fits more your eye, if you will? Last last year was great, right? I mean, yeah. we the three of us got to you know participate in panels and whatnot, and and last year with the focus on you know like more or less human resources, right? Kind of the people development. Mm-hmm. It the way you recruit, the way you take care of your people today is different than it was five years ago, different than what it was fifty years ago, right? Right. And so for us to open up discussions for how best practices can be can be done and what is working it was it was a great great event to be able to do that so to continue that trend is pretty neat all right so you're all in family businesses and you all have to deal with dad okay now i had to deal with my dad for a lot of years i want to know a story where dad said to do something and you thought he was wrong and then you came back dang it he was right (laughs) we all have those someone else go first (laughs) Uh, okay you all let chad chad you go Okay, Come on. So a time that he was right. Yeah, but, when you uh, thought he was wrong and it turned out he was right. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I would say it is probably um, he – my dad's a Ferris guy. So yeah. his understanding of the Ferris markets is a little different than mine. Uh, it, it's more, he has 40 years more experience. So I think that gauging trends and understanding the ups and downs is something that he's just – been around for so long that he understands what's happening. So when I would try to, you know, hedge our bets and make sure that we had enough material to cover our order, he would always assure me that, you know, don't panic, it's fine, you know, this this always happens and he'll explain to me about something going on in the world and that it it just writes itself and I I like to see how it's changing and I'm not so familiar with the feeling that it's changing and so okay. I'm learning a little bit from him about just his exposure and why he feels like things are happening the way that they're happening. Right on. You've got a lot of dads in there, yeah, you know, yeah. your company, the way your yeah. structure. So go we ahead. Have, we have a few few fathers, yeah. So with my dad, I, it's probably I just got promoted to become a Ferris buyer or just scrap buyer in general um, in 2011, 2010, 2011. Anyways, um, got some photos and material, and I thought it was aluminum. He said, no, it's just sheet iron. So And this was all the way out in uh, just past Hermiston. And so I drove all the way out there, thought it was going to be a huge lot, you know, 100,000 pounds plus. It's about 10,000 pounds, and it was just sheet iron. And I thought it was aluminum. And my dad could tell from photos. Oh. So, but wasted all that time out there. You learn quick. So I just. That's a great story. Yeah. He could look at it, and you're, oh, no, that's aluminum. That's great. That's good. What about you now? All right, we had to come up. We, 
I mean, there's been lots of sink or swim kind of moments for me, I think. But um, my dad and I work pretty hard to like have discussions behind closed doors and then present a united front. Um, so I wouldn't say that there was any like major failures or um, you know him right, me wrong kind of things. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we work hard to be a good team. Well, that's great. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. And it had to do with being becoming an officer at Israel. I went to my dad, and they had nominated me for be secretary of treasurer. And I said, Dad, I, I, I don't think I have the time. You know, our, And my dad looked at me, and he goes, what's wrong with you? You take that in a second. You're going to be in the know. Oh, and he gave me this big old lecture, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll do it. But it's not going to be what he said. He was so spot on learning about the stormwater, the safe. Mm-hmm. Being in the know was what was, for me, when you learn, you go through it, you go, you are in the know. And you and I would go to an Israel meeting, hear all this stuff, being in the executive committee and know what's coming down the pike. I'd go back to Sierra and implement it. And he was spot on. Now, he probably would have hated the money we spent on stormwater. <laughs> and we spent a lot of money. But it is we're compliant mm-hmm. and what's put the value on compliance you know we spend this money what are we spending the money for so we don't get fined we don't get revenue out of this so we don't get fined all right who which one of you three want to be an israel officer who wants to say who wants to be a chair per, chair person i got to get the political correctness here who wants to be chairman of this place maybe on. one day yeah. how about you i'd like to maybe down the line a little bit yeah why 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 down the line Gain a little more experience, I guess, first. You grew and then... up in this business. You've got it. You're smart. You know, I would say, see, I, I, I would say, and I've heard that, you know, when we went to recruit, when, I've been on, when I was on the nominating committee and you went to talk, oh, I can't do it, it's da 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 and you hear a gazillion excuses. You hear them all. Too young, too old, got a family, this, you know, I had a family, I was young, and I was, I don't know anything. I truly didn't when I got involved, but I don't think age is a barrier. That's what's so cool about mm-hmm. sitting here with you guys. There's no barrier. Yeah. You guys have no barrier. You're smart. You work your kulos off, okay? You grew up in the business. You know this business better than most people. You know, that's the beauty of being equity owners, if you will, in the family business when you grow up. In it. You know, some of these companies, nothing wrong with it. You know, they hire people from the outside to come in to, to whatever. You're now a buyer. They, they've never seen this with scrap metal. How, how are they going to know what to do? Yeah. yeah, they may be older, but that doesn't mean that they're, they have more experience than you. So, all right. Let's conclude this thing here. It's been a lot of fun for me. I, I, I'm excited because <laughs> I, I love this. I really love the fact that I'm looking at the future leaders. And as a former chair, I, I can't pay attention anymore. I'm like burned out to every detail. I need you guys to pay attention and tell me what to do now. You up for that task? Of course. <laughs> we'll try. We'll take some advice, too. See what we can do. Do you guys like Nashville? Is this a good place for... How about a convention? Do you think we should have a national convention here? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Seems great. It's a fun city. Yeah. yeah well, I, you know, I've just been here overnight, so I, I really don't... Same. You know, I don't know anything about it, but okay, fine. Where would you have a convention? If you could have a convention anywhere, where would you like to have it? Why don't you guys come back to Vancouver? <laughs> you know what? I love that convention. I think everyone who came loved it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I haven't heard a bad thing from anyone who attended. I thought Vancouver, the, the, here's, okay, as an exhibitor, we went into the convention hall, 
and we asked for something. And the guy, oh, sure, no problem. You go to Vegas and ask one of those guys for something? <laughs> we look at you like, yeah, right. And they keep going. Vancouver was a great one. How about you? Probably too small, but I think Portland would be fun. It's a fun city, and the convention is probably a little bit too small for the equipment. But Did you hear the story what happened to me when I was in Portland, when I came up to visit you at the Israel Board? So I'm at breakfast, 7 o'clock. I had just come in from Europe. So you're jet lagged, so I'm wide awake, so I go, oh, I don't have breakfast. So I'm sitting there, getting my pancakes and eggs. All of a sudden, I feel this drop on my head, and then I see these splots of orange-red stuff coming on. What the hell? And the girl behind me starts screaming. There's girl, a girl two, two down with a sriracha bottle squeezing in on everybody. A homeless person just going crazy on everybody. I'm like... Welcome to Portland. Yeah, well, yeah, welcome <laughs> to Portland. <laughs> now no more conventions. Yeah, no yeah. more conventions for you. What about you? I like Vegas. You know, I think it's easy. I know that that's probably a cliched answer, but I enjoy it. It's convenient for me. I think can people like I, it as well. And, I think Vegas is fantastic yeah. because it just offers everything. Yeah. You know, from the restaurants. I mean, and then, the, you know, when you finish at the, your dinner and you go back to the hotel or you're in the casino, the casino bars... There's a lot of people going. Mm -hmm. So there's still the after-hour action that sure. I think we miss, like in Los Angeles and or the off-city. But we'll see. But I enjoy it. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you, three of you, for being here. I, I think it's Thanks awesome. Yeah. You guys keep up this, this push. And I want to see all three of you travel into the BIRs. I want to see all three of you an officer. I think it would be awesome one day to look at the officer's table and see – this line where you're all in succession because I think you all have the, the talent, the smarts, and more than anything, the want to do it. You want to do it. And I, I look forward to that day and I thank all of you again. And uh, that's it for another episode of Pile of Scrap. Yes, sir. Thank right. you for having us. Yeah. This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.